Did you know Great Falls is home to an international airport? We're talking with the airport director about how to fly safely and smoothly in and out of Great Falls and ways to find the best deals on tickets. That's coming up on this episode of We're No Damn Experts. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Shannon Newth. And And we're we're No no Damn damn Experts. Today on our illustrious podcast, um, Shannon, is this after episode 100? No. Oh, so. This is episode 98. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as uh as we near episode 100 we're just gearing everything up yeah, everything's we're getting better and today is no different um you have the honor this podcast is really taking off <laughs> and you'll get that you'll get that pun after i introduce yes. our guest <laughs> got excited sorry. our guest today is the leader of i'm gonna say one of the prettiest airports in the state of montana percent yeah yeah um, also an avid glacier recreator. So those of you that have suffered through our glacier uh, episodes in the past, you actually have someone who does a lot more in glacier than anyone else we've ever had on the podcast before. So <laughs> well, you're <good>. welcome. <laughs> and um, someone, this guest, has also made it a point to add a lot of art into mm. our airport um, Great Falls International Airport director John Faulkner is Yay. here today. Yay. Thanks. Welcome, John. Thank you very much. So, John, let's start out with the basics. How long have you been in Great Falls? Uh, 12 years. Wow. Is that all 12 years in your current position? Yeah, I okay. came here uh, as airport director 12 years ago. And, you know, just uh, you've done a lot just within the airport structure itself with uh, redesigning of beautiful art installations, getting new partners. Was that always your intent? Like you showed up 12 years ago and you're like, hey, this airport needs more pretties. Um, (laughs) Or was it all driven by more of that, uh, you know, make this a little bit more of an enjoyable experience for the people flying in? I think it's really important that an airport reflect its community Mm -hmm. and draw on uh, the things in the community that make the community special. And so, um, that was one of the things I think I even pitched it in my interview that, you know, hey, it'd be great to tell more of the Great Falls story right here because mm-hmm. many people that come to our community, particularly those that might be coming from work, you know, they may not have any any perceptions of Great Falls until they get here. And yeah. so the very first thing they're going to know about our community is what they see. And so uh, as we got the opportunity to remodel, uh, we really wanted to incorporate more of the local community and and have more Uh, art have more um, uh, images of what you do uh, when you recreate in our community uh, more fixtures that look like our community and so we've really been able to do that and we're continuing to do that one of the coolest things i think um, at the airport the newest coolest thing is that uh, discovery cove area for lewis and clark Hmm. that is a really neat space um 
tell us about that partnership and how that came about. Did they approach you? Did you say, hey, we don't have anything on Lewis and Clark? And where people can find it in the airport. Oh. Exactly. So that um, what you're talking about is the little Lewis and Clark display we have. It's actually a kid's play area inside the secure area right across from Alaska and Delta's gate, gate three and four. And um, we did approach them. We approached um, most of the museums when we did the remodel and said, you know, we'd really like to incorporate you, you in here uh, in whatever way that that makes sense for you. And we kind of had the idea of a kid's play area um, redesign. We had an area before that that was uh, just a normal play area. And so we approached the museum about, uh, would you guys be interested in, in doing something here that would be more hands-on? And, and they loved the idea. It took a long time to get it done. Uh, as many of these things do, we had, they had to find donors. They had to uh, have a yeah. design done, find those materials that are both durable and safe. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and, and integrate those into the, into the design. And so um, that opened just before COVID. I mean, literally. I think. <laughs> Great timing. Cut yeah. the ribbon and then shut it down. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, we can't use this, thanks. but we don't know how long. Thanks, yeah. COVID. <laughs> we were all there in masks. I remember, yeah. you know, spaced and everything, trying to get a, a ribbon cutting in and um, so that did kind of slow things down but yeah we have that and then we have the the uh, Russell displays we have two mm. uh, pieces of art that were lithographed on the wall um, that provide people with information about Charlie Russell if they're not familiar so um, yeah those are both real exciting and that's past security or when you first get off the plane depending on <laughs> which yep. direction if you're coming you're going. in or yep. going out <laughs> right and, and actually one of the murals I, I we kind of strategically placed it it's actually in the exit lane so mm -hmm. all the people that come up to the airport to wait for someone stand there and look at nothing and, look at it. <laughs> and um, so we, we put that mural right in there and so people stand and look at it yeah um, and so yeah it's it, they're both very visible and they're uh, both as you walk out of the uh, out of the arriving area so you you see one or the or, or both, and uh, we really wanted that to be that way so that people mm -hmm. would uh, stop and maybe learn more and maybe plan a visit. So one of the biggest questions we get, and I always just stare at people when they ask it, is <laughs> how far away is the airport? And I just, <laughs> I look at them and I'm like... Uh, uh, it's two a, minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you? Depends on where in town. And you then are. I have to remind myself. Oh, like oh. Denver is thirty-five miles yeah. away yeah. from yeah. the first. A lot town. of them are far out from I'm the like, community. Well, it's not in the center of town, but you know. And so Basically I in try town. to show them a map of where that is. Do you find that? Do, do people ask that? Of do they call and they're like, "How far away is the airport from?" No, we don't. <laughs> we us. rarely get that one. Um, that's an interesting question. I mean, we get some other ones that are kind of surprising yeah. about. Well, I see your daily parking rate is X, but can I stay there longer than a day? That's that's always oh. one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. and what is your answer? <laughs> well, of no. course, yeah. yeah. Every night we tow a couple thousand vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love doing. Wouldn't that, that yeah. be funny? Well, you only paid the day rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye, vehicle. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you've you added, though, from a parking standpoint, the cell phone lot. And I don't know yeah. what that is. So could you <laughs> explain what a cell phone lot it's is? where you yeah. go when you want to use um, your phone, I guess. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, so most airports have that mm -hmm. nowadays. And, and the main idea is to keep people from just sitting on the curb front. Our curb front's uh, fairly small. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the wintertime, it's hard to tell where the crosswalk is. And so what we were finding is people were parked in the crosswalk. I, and... In Great Falls, we drive a lot of larger vehicles. So one day, I think it was Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, I was out on the curb front and I watched a, a poor gal with a stroller with a kid and she was short and, you know, couldn't, no one <laughs> could see her over high. the hood of the car oh, that gosh. had parked in, you know, in the side, in the crosswalk. And 
there's more large cars coming and she's trying to look appear out oh, behind dear. a truck to see if she can go and i thought man we got to do something, do something with this congestion and so i asked our, our law enforcement officers to really enforce the crosswalk you mm-hmm. know keep keep cars out of it and then we put in that cell phone lot so the idea is if you're picking someone up you know and it's hard to tell if the plane's landed or not you know just sit over there if you get on our website we actually have a map an interactive map that shows you where each flight is or you can flight aware is a great tool mm-hmm. uh, you can download that and you can see where any flight number is you can even see if you're planning a trip you can see if your inbound plane is actually on, on time. time or not. You know, so it'll actually get the the route before that that plane's on and say, nope, it's already 20 minutes late going into Omaha. You're going to be late. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's a great tool. And, and um, the cell phone lot just gives you a spot to sit. It's beautiful. You can mm-hmm. see the Missouri River and all the mountain ranges. Uh, you can sit there and just enjoy a minute and look on your cell phone to see if anyone's there or just tell your friend, hey, you know, call me when, he, when you're yeah. here and I'll drive up to the curb front and pick you up. And so that's the idea. Uh, but we use it for other things too. We had a food truck up there uh, oh, a couple fun. times this last summer uh, and that oh, kind of thing. So yeah, that's nice. I go and hang out up there often. It's just such a gorgeous spot. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. eat lunch up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can see why. It's beautiful. So it's on the top of. Well, is it? included in gore hill yeah Yeah, it's on gore (laughs) hill which looks basically down over great falls it's such a picturesque spot but you can't park there at night no you can't leave your car unattended um well and you can't um, generally they won't run you out if they if you're if you're waiting you know if you're waiting for somebody it's the pull-offs that are further down from there that our police are leery about yeah i've pulled off on there at night to we were just driving some family was in town we were driving around at night to see the view up there and i was we like paused to take a picture and we got you know asked to move along pretty quickly but it's a safety thing i get it you know yeah just keep that in mind Although it's not one of our top attractions, the drive to FedEx is really it pretty. It is really gorgeous, yes. <laughs> no, it really is. Yeah. It, it really should is. be on your yeah. list of on things you. to do. Yeah. <laughs> drive to FedEx. Turn around. Take a back. view. Yeah. Drive back. <laughs> you know, and it is, I mean, having people come here over the years to mm-hmm. visit me, um, you know, I, that, that is one of the things I do is right away when they land, I'll take them around and just show them that. And I get so yeah. many comments. Wow, what a, you know, what a beautiful spot. And mm-hmm. you know, look how pretty the town is. I mean, it, you know, yeah. so yeah. yeah. It, it is worth the drive. So we were talking about art going back inside the airport now on the non-security side. That's not the correct mm-hmm. term. On the part where you the don't have area. to. The free The free walking free about area. There's also a basically mini museum of aircraft uh, mm-hmm. figurines. I don't know if that's the right word either. Models. Mo- thank you. Model aircrafts there. Tell us about that display. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the largest die-cast collection in the world. It's actually in the Guinness Book of World uh, Records. Really? Um, yeah. Oh. A, a portion wow. of that collection is over at Malmstrom, the military mm-hmm. portion's over there. And then a lot of the commercial airplanes are here. And then there's even more than that the family still has. And so um, oh that that gosh. collection's the, the Paletto collection. And uh, he collected them, I think, for you know 40 years or more wow. just based on the, the kind of airplanes that are in there. Um, and it's pretty unique, uh, really, really amazing. And... And we have three display cases of it um, in the terminal now, and so a lot of people do take the time to kind of look through there, and it brings back a lot of great memories. You know, a lot of people, yeah. you know, just and we had some visitors in town just a week ago or so, and uh, um, the one fellow had started his career loading planes in New Jersey, and mm. you know, he was looking at the plane. He's like, "Oh, we had a shorts. I didn't even know that anyone ha- would have a model of that." Oh, you cool. Know? Um, so that really brought back some great memories for him. Yeah. So there's different types of planes and then there'd be different airlines represented as well and um i'm not super old um (laughs) but even in my time frame (laughs) there's been airlines that have just 
disappeared and, mm-hmm. you know, not being as connected as like you are, John, with the airline industry, you know, people will remember Continental or TWA mm-hmm. and, and those are airlines that just don't exist anymore. Right. So to be able to see maybe some of those flags on the tail yeah. is kind of cool because you're like, oh, yeah, remember when Northwest was nostalgia of airline? the airlines. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. For sure. And so speaking of that, with the, the military component, you also share Airport Hill with the Montana Air National Guard. I'm sure some people have maybe interesting reactions when they're taxiing and then see the big C-130s sitting right next to the airport. What is that like, sharing sharing the runway, sharing the space with um, the big cargo planes and the, and the military? Well, you know, I mean, frankly, I, I think it's just a great model, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we ought to do more of that, right? I mean, so the way that works is they're actually our tenant. Uh, and they provide fire service, and then we provide the airfield. Hmm. Um, you know, they, they're, um, I'd call them an incidental user. Their traffic isn't a huge portion of our daily traffic, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a sizable amount. So there really isn't a, a ton of added cost, uh, but we've got this great infrastructure that they, um, they get to use. And so it really is a great model. And, and you know, the relationship's really great. Um, you know, we help each other out. There's times when, you know, they may need a piece of equipment or we may need a piece of equipment or we may, may need a little help doing something. You know, obviously we do a lot of collaborative things together like the air show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're primary planner. And, and, you know, then, of course, we you know provide service to help with that. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a fantastic model. We really love um, having them, you know, on our airfield and being able to help with that and, um, they bring a, a great life to the airport with all the activity they have mm-hmm. um, that otherwise, you know, would be much quieter if they weren't around. So. <laughs> Did the, so they used to have uh, the fighter jets. Now it's the C-130 cargo planes, which are big, heavy planes. When they switched missions, did does the runway require something different than a regular airport because those C-130s are using it? Did you have to upgrade mm. anything with the runways? Great not, question. Yeah, not really. The C-130, um, because of what it is, it's a, an exceptionally flexible airplane. And mm. so it's made to take off on short fields. Yeah. Um, and so, Which is impressive. Right. Yeah. But, it, but it can't really use an arrestor barrier because it's so heavy. And it also can reverse its engines, which, you know, um, they do if they really need to stop quickly. And so... You know that plane had um, more capability in many ways than the, the um, than the fighters. The fighters required an arrestor barrier, so we used to have arrestor barriers, which the the Air Force removed. Um, what is that? Is that so they don't go flying a, off the hill? Yeah, it's like a okay. tail hook. You okay. know, they they have a t- uh, hook oh. on the tail of the plane, oh. and then there's a yeah. massive cable that they can spring up in the air, Top Gun. like you, you see know. in Top yeah. Gun, right? <laughs> okay. And and so we had that for a while. And the interesting thing about that is the default, if you know, like lost power or something, was up, which always scared the cats yeah. out of me <laughs> no kidding <laughs> I always thought yeah. the default should be down <laughs> right yeah going back up does not seem like the best but yeah um, but the c-130 it does have a couple um, special training requirements uh, we happened to be redoing our small runway right when they got that assignment and okay. so uh, from the very onset we asked them look do you guys want some some covert lighting um, which is a special kind of lighting oh. they use for landings. And so I happened to have known that from Colorado Springs when I was down there mm. because we also had C-130s. And it took them a while to kind of figure out if that was something they needed, They, you know, because it was a new airplane. And eventually they did decide that. And so we were able to install some special lights in there mm. that allow them to simulate an unimproved um, landing. Oh, um, sure. So, you know, they could go anywhere Part in the world. Part of their training. And, exactly. And mm. they could deploy an airfield with these uh, lights and then land on it. And so, um, you know, we wanted them to have that training requirement. So we were able to incorporate it in the project and, and get it done. Yeah. So one of the things that I tell people, and uh, I have no <laughs> idea what it means, 
She does this where she just says things and then hopes it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to well, clarify. We'll, we'll visit with people on meetings and conventions and they're like, oh, I don't want to fly into Great Falls in the winter because it's so cold. And I just tell them, I'm like, we have a Category 3 runway. We can handle it. And so they look at me, I'm like, oh, okay. And most of the time, <laughs> no one knows what that means, <laughs> including me. Most you of the time, people that are to just like, authoritative. that calms them. And they're like, oh, well, that's great. And everybody goes on about their day. <laughs> I am afraid of the day someone's like, what does that mean? So, John, we have a category three wa- runway. What does that First mean? First up, is that true? And so, I'm pretty sure it's okay. still true. Yeah. No, it is true. And and so what that is, it's a special set of lighting and instrument um, approaches. So like GPS fixes, signals that are sent out from the runway that enable the plane to land in extremely low visibility conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the, the environment up there and some of the restrictions um, that things are protrude into the airspace and stuff, theoretically, you could land all the way at zero visibility. Mm-hmm. In our case, you need 300 feet of visibility to land the airplane, which is exceptionally low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in some airports, if you don't have any approach equipment at all, uh, you can only do it when there's a visual approach, you know, which you can actually see the runway from a certain distance and the glide slope and land. In our case, you can do that all with instruments. So if your pilot is trained, uh, and not all commercial airlines train their pilot to that standard, and if your plane is equipped and not all uh, airlines equip their airplane to that standard, um, oh then boy. you can land in um, exceptionally low mm. visibility um, up there, which is a, a great recruiting tool, um, you know, from around the area. And also, um, you know, when we have big weather events that cover the entire state um, will see diversions, particularly like Calgary oftentimes will divert oh. down um, because they have a lot of larger planes that are equipped and pilots that are trained. Mm-hmm. And so if they're getting uh, freeze fog or something, you know, we'll see them stop into our place um, if there's a big weather system over the entire region. Mm. And so, yeah, it's a, um, the biggest users uh, for us are probably FedEx and Alaska. Most of their pilots are trained and their, and their airplanes are equipped. And so those are the primary users. See? Good what job. are the, what are other what are other categories? Is there a one, two, yep. three, four, five? Like how how many, how many categories? categories are there? Exactly. So there are three. Um, oh, you know, there you so go. <laughs> there, but and there is like a three plus. You can have an as the X. It's called, which is like a ground radar where you can oh. see everything on the ground. Hmm, um, you know, and that would keep anybody from running each other on the ground. And so that would be an yeah. uh, improved. We don't have that, um, but like uh, I believe Seattle might have that. That makes um, sense. But uh, yeah, three is the best uh, category uh, you can get in terms of nice. approach. There's a one yeah. and a two, and so basically it's kind of components. You know, we have the in-pavement lighting system to direct a plane on a safe course. Uh, so once they land on the ground, they'll pick up the lighting and they can follow that to mm-hmm. uh, a safe place to park. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, you know, those types of things get you to a full three. You have to have an approach um, that um, basically a, a, um, uh, an instrument that shoots an approach out into space. And as the airplane comes into your airspace, it crosses that signal and follows that signal to the landing point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you have to have that. Uh, but th- if you just had that, then you would have a category one. Um, you know, a category two is an improvement on that. And then when you get to category three, you also have you have both vertical and horizontal, um, you know, oh. types of indicators plus a lighting system that, uh, that gets them entirely, you know, to their final destination. We're no dinky airport. We have fancy <laughs> things here. Yeah. We're an international airport. We are an international yeah. airport. And maybe... Maybe you don't fly commercial. Maybe you live the life where you can just fly your own jet in mm-hmm. or personal plane. 
I don't want to go so extravagant. Like it doesn't have to be a G seven. Right. Is that what the singers all sing about? Um, <laughs> but you could also I don't do like a, a Piper a Cub. Yeah. Mooney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how At Holman does Holman Aviation? There's yeah, also Holman Aviation. How there. does that work f- with commercial flights and? Everything else that happens at the airport, if yeah. I, I want to bring my G7 into Great Falls. <laughs> so today we have two, um, what's called a fixed-based operator, FBOs, mm-hmm. and those folks primarily handle the private airplanes. And so uh, there's one at either end of the airfield. There's Holman Aviation, and then there's Front Range Aviation, um, which ch- recently oh. changed their name to Great Falls Jet Center. Okay. Um, and so That's you may have heard Front Range, it's now Great Falls Jet Center. No, okay. not particularly. Um, oh, okay. You know, they both have really large hangars. In fact, mm. the uh, the one down at Front Range, or now um, should say Great Falls Jet Center, uh, <laughs> it can hold up to two 737s. And oh, so, wow. Um, so yeah, two we, 737s yeah. at the same time. At the okay. Same so time. when you have your own private 737, yep. uh, there you go. Let's just <laughs> focus on the G7. Okay. <laughs> um, Which so I you, thought was a Pontiac for the longest time. <laughs> like when people were singing about it, I'm like, why are they uh, singing like, about a I don't Pontiac? think it could be a Pontiac. Like <laughs> G6, maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Back yeah. to your story. <laughs> um, but, but you can land your private plane there, and of course they'll fuel it, and mm. um, they can hangar it. Um, they'll provide cleaning and all the services mm-hmm. that you might want. And then we have customs, you know, down at that end too. So we average, people don't realize, two fl- two international flights a day on wow. average okay. uh, come through Great Falls. Primarily, it's people from Canada coming mm-hmm. down in their private plane going into the U.S. and they drop in here. The fuel is cheaper, so they often fuel up and clear customs and then go on to whatever town they're trying to get to. Yeah. Mm. I have, real quick, I want to go back inside the terminal next to the, um, the plane exhibits and the models. There's also taxidermied stuffed animals 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 yes that await you either you know as a greeting you or welcoming you home i've seen people in there you know being from here i'm like oh there's a bear whatever but uh people take selfies with this bear tell us well then there's the mountain lion as well but specifically about this bear because it Ooh. tends to get selfies and pictures taken of it. Tell us about the bear that's in there. Ooh. Yeah, there's a large grizzly. It's an Alaskan bear because, of oh. course, you can't hunt grizzlies in the, in uh, the lower 48. So it's an Alaskan bear <laughs> um, that was taken by a local person. And, of course, it's enormous. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine they just yeah, ran out standing. of space. Yeah. Right, standing up. And um, it's in a case. And so, yeah, I, I probably have taken... At least a thousand pictures for people. <laughs> I see them out there trying to get their selfie with yeah. their family, and so I'll take their picture. But yeah, it's it's one of the biggest attractions over there. I see people reading the plaque or looking at it or photographing it. Yeah, um, you know, it is very much captures the imagination of people, and mm-hmm. and we love that. I mean, that's one of the great things about our community. Even though that's not a local bear, you know, we have this amazing wildlife mm-hmm. that you know yeah. everybody wants to come see, and um, you know that's a, it gets them primed for you know their visit to Great Falls, and yeah. so or. It gets them interested in coming back. I mean, so many mm-hmm. people. I, I used to be a consultant. I was on the road every week. And, you know, you'd get to a community and you would only see the airport and maybe out the windshield of the taxi. Yeah. You know, and you'd, and you'd wonder, wow, that, I wonder what there is to do here. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, when you come to a community like ours and you see those types of images and, you know, it, it whets your appetite for more. And sure. so that's... Um, I can't tell you the number of people I've seen frantically running around the terminal <laughs> trying to collect literature, get some pictures, and then um, I'll see them and I'll ask them a few questions, and they, you know they'll want to ask me, you know, well, what, what, you know, where can I go hike? Where yeah. can I go fish? Where can I go, you know? And so you try to quickly answer those questions, sure. and, and um, you know, you always get the promise they'll be back, and I hope they do come back because mm-hmm. we have such a great community. So absolutely, yeah. Um, so talking about hiking, and you didn't mention this, but kayaking and 
floating and all these all fun the outdoor, outdoor recreations one of the things people often do is fly into great falls and then they'll drive up to glacier sure. mm-hmm. uh the east entrance the east side's the best side yep. um i can't say it enough east <laughs> totally side's agree. the best yep. side um and even with this reservation system east side's still the best Absolutely. side yeah yep. so tell us um you are up there often you yep. recreate in glacier I think more than anyone in this room. <laughs> Any human you know. Um, so what can you do there? Hiking, uh, you know, kayaking, everything. floating? I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, um, you know. See a grizzly. That's exactly. not taxidermy. Yeah. You know, it, it was probably 20 years ago I came to Glacier for the first time. I was living in Seattle working for the airport out there and, and um, happened to come over uh, Labor Day weekend. And got I actually got chased by a grizzly on that trip. So, <gasps> oh, my gosh. Um, and you still decided yeah. to move here. <laughs> a real Lewis and Clark moment yeah. for yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you know, I, you know, on the way home from that trip, um, my wife and I at the time said, you know, hey, I mean, wouldn't it be amazing to live close to that? And you know, that thought was in our head for a lot of years. And so I, I went down to Colorado Springs. I worked there for four or five years, and um, I knew the recruiter that had this position up here. And they called me. I was I was back in Ohio for Christmas, where I'm from, and and said, hey, we've got this uh, job up in Montana. Would you be interested? And so I'm fumbling in the backseat for my father-in-law's atlas. <laughs> you know, Great Falls, Great Falls, Great Falls. Oh, you Great know, Falls? And, and yeah. so I get the map open and I look and, and I see off to the you know the left side of the map there, hey, look, there's Glacier. And, I, and mm-hmm. so I said, well, absolutely, I'd be interested. And so, you know, then the rest is history. And so I am up there a lot. And, and you know, we really try to take advantage of everything in that park. I mean, you know, an itinerary for us on the weekend, um, we'll haul a, um, a raft up there hmm. and camp. And, um, you know, it's two, two and a half hours right to East Glacier, yeah. uh, you know, and, and you're right there. And so maybe Friday, we'll try to get a jump on Friday and get up there by dark and, um, you know, and get our raft up there. We'll raft, you know, Saturday and then hike on Sunday. And you're right. You know, the reservation system only impacts one of the east side entrances. The west side, all of them are now under reservation. Yep. Um, on our side, there's two entrances that aren't. And so my sister was just up a few months ago, and we went in. We had a nice hike in Mini Glacier, which does not quite require a reservation. Mm-hmm. We got out. I looked at my watch and said, hey, you know what? It's 4 o'clock. We should run up to Logan Pass because after mm-hmm. 4 o'clock, you can, you can go in, back can in the park. In. Yeah. And so I took her up to Logan Pass. We saw some mountain goats up there, mm-hmm. uh, came back down, had dinner, and um, you know, we're back in Great Falls that night. I mean, it, you know, we day trip that park um, pretty often. You know, we'll camp up there. Um, and, you know, the drive is so easy. I mm-hmm. mean, people don't realize how easy. There's no mountain passes. It's mostly interstate. Yeah. Uh, then you're on state highway. Uh, no traffic, um, you know, and really it's a it's a very easy way to see the park. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our side is so much cheaper than coming in on the west side. Rental cars, very, yeah. hotels, um, it's a much more affordable way to get to the park. Absolutely. And, you know, we haven't even mentioned it. We're into our podcast a few minutes, and uh, Great Falls International Airport has been historically the lowest cost airfare in the state of Montana, correct? Yeah, we, <laughs> for quite a period there, uh, I think mm-hmm. from about 2014 all the way until 2018, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were the lowest average airfare in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, the, since COVID primarily, uh, 19, we were like $2 off, I think. Um, <laughs> but um, since COVID, that that story has gotten more difficult. The, um, you know, everybody a lot has gotten more difficult. Well, right. Yeah. Well, e- not every, just for us mm-hmm. as yeah. also across the board. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so it's been very tumultuous and, mm-hmm. and a lot of airports lost air service during that. Even mm-hmm. in Montana, a lot of airports have lost air service. Like for instance, Frontier left. In fact, they just announced they're leaving the last airport in Montana. So, mm-hmm. 
um, they left, I think, three or four airports mm-hmm. in that period. And so during that period, everyone lost something sure. um, primarily. And so that has really reshuffled the deck. And we were extremely short on seats a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been largely remedied now. Um, so the pricing uh, looks much better now. Uh, but we're still hoping to add more. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that is out of your control. I mean, it's a whole across the board a lot of factors that go into that. A lot of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pilots. Um, yeah. yeah. So what airlines do fly into Great Falls International? So right now we have Delta. Um, they're flying three a day uh, to Salt Lake. Uh, United flies twice a day to Denver. Alaska flies once a day um, to Seattle. And then Allegiant has Phoenix and Las Vegas, both those about twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes and goes up and down, sometimes more than that, sometimes less. And there are there have been rotations where certain airlines will do seasonal one way, like to Chicago or something like that as well, correct? Right. Last summer, we had Chicago on Saturday only. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping that that'll build back into the market. We were up to daily mm-hmm. um, a couple, well, right before COVID. And in <laughs> fact, even in December, prior to COVID, they had it loaded daily for the summer. And then, of course, when COVID happened, they, they pulled it out. And mm-hmm. so... So yeah, the um, you know the, the the service does change. In fact, even just this month, um, the airport now is a completely um, seventy six seat market. All of our fifties are now gone, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been talking about that for a number of years. But it's now yeah. upon us, and so uh, at the end of the month, we'll be all seventy six seat airplanes. Well, that's exciting. We mm-hmm. still have all that service yeah, and a seventy six capacity plane. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you you told us 20 years ago you were chased by a bear. Yeah. <laughs> and you still came back. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a normal occurrence because you've been yeah. back to Glacier a number of times. Yeah. How many times have you been chased by a bear since then? Well, once chased, and then I had one um, pretty close to me stand up and give me a good oh. look. And I was kind of in a dead-end spot, and I was afraid it was going to come uh-huh. after me. And, and, and fortunately, it didn't. It oh you know looked at me for quite a while, it seemed like forever, and then decided it was going to go do whatever it was doing. You didn't look too appetizing. No. Okay. (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Was that a grizzly that time too? Also a grizzly. Yeah. Okay. What? Okay. What do you? What is your bear bear aware advice then for if you spend a lot of time in Glacier? (laughs) Obviously, the more more you go, the more chances you have to run into a bear. But what 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 do you do, or what do you? Why do you think that bear decided that you didn't look so appetizing? It's a good question. I, you know, I think their eyesight's pretty poor, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, you know, I, I don't think he really knew what I was. And, and so, you know, I think mainly he was just curious more than anything mm-hmm. and then, you know, resumed whatever he was busy doing before he saw me. Um, you know, and I, in that case, I, I just started backing away and mm-hmm. trying to give him as much space as possible, you know, um, you know, just not letting him know I wasn't a threat of any kind. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think that's really good advice. I also like to double bag my food. So I'll put like yeah. a Ziploc over a Ziploc, you know, don't want to give them any indication that I've got anything to eat. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important too. And, and carry, you know, carry protection. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, years ago, I just decided I'm not going in the park anymore without, you know, some bear spray because um, I have yeah. kids now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think that's really important. And then, you know, um, be aware of groups, you know, I mean, if you can kind of connect with other people and have a bigger group, I mean, that really, the first time I got chased, I think that's really what helped us was, uh, we bumped into more people, mm. uh, and then as we continued to retreat back up the trail, we bumped into even more people. I think we yeah. ended up with a group of nine, Yeah, you know, and finally the bear just decided that wasn't anything he wanted to pursue, I think, more mm-hmm. than anything. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, it, 
you know, if you can hike with a group or, you know, make sure you're on a trail during times when there's somebody else there. I think that's really good, too. For sure. And be a little bit noisy. We hiked, um, we did seven days in the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex. It was absolutely amazing. Um, But one of the things we constantly did was have conversations or, you know, bells that we would be on our shoes. Mm -hmm. But uh, we followed a bear for three days of that, uh, which is unnerving. Intentionally? Well, he (laughs) was on the trail. We were were, on the trail. Uh (laughs) He wasn't going off the trail. We weren't going (laughs) off the trail. So there was a lot of, you know, you do run out of things to say to people at some point (laughs) because our group was fairly small. We were in uh, the Bob quite a ways. Um, So my, my tip was... Sing the Oscar Mayer Wiener song oh. on repeat. Mm-hmm. Everyone can join in. Yeah. <laughs> or make nine, it around. 99 <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall. Takes a while. Um, so we always made sure the bear knew where we were because mm-hmm. we didn't know necessarily where they were. So yeah. um, always good. But we also bear spray. Yeah. Uh, we don't really want to startle them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the only wildlife you'll find, but mm-hmm. one of the things we often hear when people come back from Glacier is, well, we wanted to see wildlife and we yeah. didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, that happens too. Yeah. Yeah. You can be chased by a grizzly or see nothing. <laughs> you know, and, and, and there are ways you can increase that potential too. I mean, out mm-hmm. on Genuine Montana, we've got a wildlife watching guide that'll kind of give you some mm-hmm. hot spots and the times of year. You know, I mean, I, I think if you really, if you know the hot spots, you know, in our area, I mean, it's almost, you know, I'd say more than likely that you're going to see certain animals. I mean, moose, you know, bighorn down in the canyon right south of town here. I mean, mm-hmm. your chances are pretty good if you if you if you know where to go. Yeah, yeah. the drive to and from, yeah, yeah, glacier you can see a lot potentially as well. Um, and these uh, these tips on how to stay safe in the outdoors <laughs> don't just apply to Glacier because yeah. you spend time on the Dearborn River as well. And I yeah. think you kayaked the Dearborn, too. I have kayaked the Dearborn once. Like yeah. rafting and an epic mm-hmm. journey. That it was shared. an epic journey in early June. Oh, yeah. They're like eight hours long. For very sure. little actual like not paddling involved. <laughs> I mean, not major white. Well, there was a few spots of some more intense rapids, but enough where I couldn't just sit and relax i had to be actively paddling the whole time but because we don't necessarily have a lot of what people will consider whitewater rafting in our area but there are areas that you'll get your heart rate up (laughs) going through some areas (laughs) do you have a favorite story of your experience on the dearborn oh yeah um so um i've only gotten to do it a few times because the season is exceptionally Mm -hmm. short you get like three weeks and you better go then or it's just out of water and so um, but last year we were coming down the river and uh, I looked up ahead, I could see something was in the river. And as I got closer, it was a moose. <gasps> and that, and that really? river really isn't much wider than oh my a, a two lane road. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so the moose was walking up the river the other way, a, oh a, a little gosh. bowl. And, um, you know, we, we squeezed by him on the left <gasps> and, you know, for, I mean, I'm you know, oh in your gosh. head, you're wondering, you know, is he going to try to get in? I mean, yeah. What's gonna right. happen? Are you going to get like kicked? Right. As you try and, to, yeah. and, you know, but he didn't really care. He let us go by and then he got to a little island over there and was eating some willows. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. Wow. I mean, to get to go right past an animal in the nature, in its nature like that. Yeah. And once so, you're safely past, like, wow, that was a neat experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And wow. I, I happened to be with a Great Falls teacher. Um, mm. I won't say who, but I was with a Great Falls teacher <laughs> and, and uh, they took a video, right? And so the first day of school, they were showing some kids the video yeah. 
and uh, a kid pulled out his phone and said, I was on the river that same <gasps> day, and he had a grizzly bear uh, on oh video crossing gosh. the river in the Dearborn. I'm like, wow. You Holy know, so, cow. Um, so, yeah, you can see about anything out there, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I did not see any of that. I saw, like, swallows, you know, some birds, yeah. but I and didn't some see eagles. any of that. There's some great eagle yes. watching on that river, too. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so I mean, pretty. there's areas where you're going through canyons. canyons. Yeah. I mean, it's just a stunning place yeah. Parts of it, you would think you were in Utah. I mean, yeah. it, and, it, and yeah. it's so windy. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it just, it's really a beautiful river. It is it a is. long one, though. It's like 19 it's miles. It's a long day. Yeah. It's a long day. But, I mean, at least for me. But I that was the first time I was on the Dearborn. Well, kayaking on the Dearborn. Yeah. It's be- have you you haven't done the Dearborn, right? No, you know, okay. water and me aren't. Um, <laughs> oh yes, we've discussed this. <laughs> we're not real strong friends there, mm-hmm. but I've hiked up in uh, along the Dearborn. Yeah, um, going up to the the school of the wilderness that's oh. up there. There's a great yeah. trailhead um, just beyond Towards that. Augusta there. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, in south area. Uh-huh. But you hike up in there. Uh, Ear Mountain is the hike, and the mm. water there is so gorgeous just Mm. it's that turquoise and it's like a little canyon like you have to walk over and peer down into it Mm -hmm. in some of those spots and um I don't know if I've ever shared it on the podcast but we were up there one time had the dog with me and you know it was a lab he got all excited jumped (laughs) into the water Uh and I was probably on day five of uh we were doing just day hikes out of Great Falls because my aunt was with me and Mm -hmm. we've decided that that based on her age, we're not going to do backpacking trips anymore. Okay. So it's all day hikes, which yeah. Great Falls is fantastic for that. Right. There's a lot of options. So we were on day five, not a lot of sleep, not a good thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> the dog went for a swim. I freaked out, oh. dropped everything to jump into the water and save him. And oh then while I was getting into the water to save him, he was on the shore looking at me like, hey, hey mom, what's, uh, <laughs> what are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> Going like, for a swim? Oh, yeah. Animals can get out on their own again. But absolutely stunning. Just yeah. a bunch of gorgeous pictures. It's one of those mm-hmm. areas where I just love taking pictures of because yeah. so pretty. But no, uh, never been in a kayak or paddleboard oh, or yeah. raft on that water. Wait, the story that we told on my very first podcast, I think, where you were trying to get in. Yep. Was that a, Oh, that was that a canoe? That was a that was a kayak. Okay, but it was at Newland in a okay. in a lake. So you attempted to get in a kayak. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I did. It uh, did not work. <laughs> yeah, well at all. I'll get there. You know, yeah, I'm stubborn enough. Goals. I will get Next there. Next summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what other areas do you explore, John, when you're not running the airport? You know, I mean, we love that um, that kayak from just uh, this side of Craig uh, up to Mountain Palace. Mm, you know, and yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you just see so many incredible things, and tons of eagles on that route. It's yeah. really nice to, um, if you can go in the evening, one night, I think we counted like 12 beavers. Oh, you know, wow. And, and it's really fun to chase them a little bit because they'll slap their tail, you know, <laughs> Get make away. a big it's like splash. They sound you know? like angry oh, yeah. animals. Yeah. Well, and if you're not paying attention, it's like someone shooting a cannon at you. With you the mean? slapping <laughs> noise. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, th- that's such a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. We really love that little float. Um, you know, and we do a lot of whitewater rafting. We um, we really like the flathead, um, mm, you know, yeah. on our side of Glacier, kind of Bear Creek down to um, Paola Creek there. Mm. Um, that's just incredible water, like you said. I mean, on a hot day, 
you know, that's just the perfect thing to go do. Yeah. It's such a nice float. And we do it every year on the 4th of July. It's kind of our annual tradition. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and most of the times, I mean, you get within, you know, 20, 30 yards of a, a goat down there on the river with the babies. <laughs> you know, they'll be down oh, there messing wow. around. And so, I mean, it's just like the, the perfect 4th of July activity, mm-hmm. you know. And so... Uh, we love that area, um, you know, and then cross-country skiing. I mean, wintertime yeah. for me, I, I, you know, I, I love uh, climbing up um, behind Dead Man's there, Dead Man's Hill across from Kings Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great yeah. little winter route. You can climb up there. The one that goes down to Belt called O'Brien Creek. Yep. Oh, my yeah. gosh, what a great little trail that is. And, um, you know, and so wintertimes here are fantastic, too. There's so many great areas to explore there is and for some reason not as many people want to come and recreate <laughs> in the winter as they do in the summer right. so you know there lower still, prices yeah. more availability mm-hmm. really a yeah r- if great you don't want to pay a lot to stand in a line somewhere this is for a, a this lift is ticket this is your place to come yeah so john we had roland taylor on the podcast a while ago and he shared about his kayak trip down belt creek in like the raging moments have you ever kayaked uh belt creek no i'm afraid of belt creek <laughs> yeah i don't know about I've, this i've looked at belt creek many times and thought i'm not getting in there really yeah, after the story roland shared like we had to caveat the whole thing with like this was an abnormal time of year and please be smart about what you do and is it I don't know about Belt Creek. Yeah. Yeah. So in the springtime, I mean, I know it, it exists. It, I don't know about kayaking <laughs> right. on it. Yeah. It, it runs a few hundred CFS. So oh, I mean, wow. it actually runs hard. Yeah. And uh, I have a friend that's done it. He does it every year, and you know, so I asked him about it, and he said, "Well, you have to take a chainsaw because there's so many trees." And, oh and one time, I dropped my chainsaw on the river and <gasps> lost it. Uh, you know, and then and then you also have to be mindful of all the bridges crossing for you know driveways, I guess. Yeah. You know, and so he said you have to you know you have to be careful because some of those are so low you may have to even walk around them if the river's that high. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, and so I, when when he got through the litany of things that you know the the, the trials and tribulations, like it sounded like something out of the Homer rather than you know something <laughs> so I wanted like, to do. So yeah, al- I think we won't do that. Yeah. It also terrifies me that there's a chainsaw just at the bottom of the river somewhere because I would be the one to step on it if I, I was trying to get out of my kayak or something oh, I'm sure oh my deep gosh enough. I think he went back and got it the next oh, weekend good. but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm because the water not... ebbs and flows like it'll drop a little bit yeah. and then you can see it with ease that part's terrifying to me is that there's like chainsaws <laughs> on the bottom of rivers yeah it's creeks it's terrifying it's fine <laughs> That's no. the part that scares me about this story. I've gone out to Malmstrom Air Force Base, uh, visited with outdoor recreation yeah. before. You know, getting people excited to be stationed here and yeah. all the outdoor recreation that's here. And all of them are like, well, um, can you die? Like, yeah, you you yeah. can die. Like, like but that's anything. not a normal occurrence. Right. You're just going to have to be smart about it. Right. So there's always that question, you know, people are like, well, I'm not going to do anything in the outdoors because it'll eat me. It'll make me rashy. Every day (laughs) and everything you're doing, you encounter that potential, really. I mean, but that's why we encourage you to know what you're supposed to be doing. Do some research ahead of time so you know what to expect and you know what you should have with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. And that there's a lot of places you don't have cell service. So you need to yeah. be prepared for that too. So people always want to know we got a lot of deal seekers in the mm-hmm. world. People yeah. are like, what are the discounts? What are the tips and the tricks of the trade and the secrets? Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who are looking to book flights into Great Falls that might make them more excited to? pull the trigger and get here and have or fun those, yeah. the, the times days things like that that are mm-hmm. best 
Yeah. You know, um, since the pandemic, the times and days is less of a factor because the business travel has really died off. Okay. Um, but what, what you do see is people are more flexible with their um, leisure travel. So where you never saw children in the airport during school times a year prior to pandemic, now every day there are children coming and going, hmm. you know, because some of them are on flexible schedules. Some of them might even be now homeschooled or or. You know, the um, schools are more understanding of time away, um, you know, and there's more online t- uh, ways to catch up. You know, so um, the days a week is less of an issue okay. anymore. Times a year are still really important. You know, January and February are the slow times a year, and so you can usually find best airfares then. Book early, um, right, because um, flights do sell out, and the way it works is the airlines have so many cheap seats on a plane uh, and as those are sold, then the price continues to go to the next bucket. And then when those are sold, it goes to the next bucket. Uh, and that's kind of how it works. So as soon as you can book a flight, if you know it's coming, get out there and book it. Uh, but the biggest tip I've been giving lately is, you know, use Google Flights to find your 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 uh, airfare. And it, mm. the reason for that is it has all the airlines on there. Um, it will mix and match occasionally. So if you were going to say... Uh, Florida, it might put you on United to Denver and then you know, maybe, um, you know, uh, Frontier to Florida uh, as a way to, uh, to bring that airfare down. Hmm. Uh, but the other thing it does is it shows you about six weeks of, of days, individual days, and the price per day. Mm-hmm. And so you can go on there and say, oh, well, if I leave on Tuesday instead of Monday, I can get a very um, you know, good ticket price, and then I'll match that with coming back on a Saturday that has a good ticket price, and that'll get me the best overall fare. Mm. And that's really important, particularly in a small market, because if you think about it, in our market, on any given day, a, a family reunion or uh, maybe the Argos are playing out of town, any of those things, you know, we're such a small market that those things might use up all of the cheap seats. Oh, sure. You know, and so if you just wait a day you know, you might get a much better airfare. And so um, that one, it has all, the Google Flights has all kinds of interesting tools. Like I want to be gone for a month in the month, of, or I mean a, a week in the month of February. You can kind of tell it that search. I'm trying to go to Costa Rica. I want to be there a week and I want to do it in February. Mm. And so you can tailor that to go and find those best airfares for the entire month, meeting those parameters. Um, so it really has some very powerful tools. And, and that's what I've been telling people. Use that one. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if you find the airfare you want and the airline you want to use, you can go on that airline site and book it. You can book it right from there. And the, and the other thing I like about Google Flights is most of the time it takes you directly to the airline website. When you say, mm. I want that ticket, it doesn't try to do it on their engine. You're not yeah. actually paying Google. Uh, it'll actually take you to the airline site. So okay. it's a really great tool for finding those good deals. Um, you know, when you kind of, when you have some flexibility in your plans. Interesting. Okay. Google flights. So not that you're going to be an expert on this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. <laughs> we work with a service all the time with um, media who are looking to write stories. And, and the stories they're always looking to write is about travel insurance. And I would have never guessed there's that many articles that ever need to be written about travel insurance. Do... Do you incur do people should people buy travel insurance? Is that something people do? I don't. I mean <laughs> I'll be honest, I never have. Yeah. You know, but I can understand why you would. And and where I think it's a valuable tool, if you have a cruise or something where you absolutely have to hit a timeline, mm. you know, I mean they're not gonna hold that boat for you. Yeah. Um, you know, in in those instances I think it's probably worth it because 
you know, across the entire nation, we all see the stories right now. I mean, you know, that the labor is so short. It's not just pilots, flight attendants, even mechanics. Mm. And so when something happens, and as we all know, things happen in our daily lives every day, you know, and, and a flight gets canceled, the flights are so full, they don't have another seat to put you on. Yeah. You know, so you may be there for a day or two in some of these hub cities, you know, during high peak times of year. And if you miss a trip like that, you're going to regret it. And so if you have that big trip planned and your plans are inflexible, you know, mm. you have some event you're attending like, a, you know, a concert or, you know, a, a cruise or something that's time definite, you know, then I think there is a good place for that because there is so much chaos in the system right now. And then none of us can control the weather, right? I right. mean, that's uh, overlay all of what I just said with, you know, <laughs> weather, uh, weather yeah. and, and mm-hmm. you know, and so, I mean, those things are completely out of your control. And so there is a place for it. And if you are planning that great big trip and you know something could get sidelined, it's not a bad idea. Okay. That's, a, you know, knowledgeable people sharing knowledgeable things. <laughs> yes. Things I would have never thought of. Yeah. So if someone's flying into Great Falls, they've never been to Montana, they've never been to Great Falls, what can people expect? I mean, we talked about some of the things that welcome them in the terminal, but it's a fairly small airport. It's easy to navigate, but what what uh, what can they expect if they're going to get off the plane, go rent a car, go to baggage claim? Yeah. And what's the process for a Brand new person to Great Falls. Yeah, you know, I mean, as you're coming into Great Falls, we are an exceptionally small airport. And so I always tell folks, you know, take your time, you know, grab a snack at the uh, the <laughs> at the restaurant there, mm-hmm. go to the bathroom, yeah. you know, because it literally takes you about 90 seconds to walk from the gate area to bag claim. Mm-hmm. And so if you compare that to flying into, say, Denver, it, you know, I always tell people, take a look at your watch when they open the door of your plane it's going to take you 30 to 40 minutes to make your way to bag claim. So yeah. what people notice in Great Falls is you get get down to bag claim and it takes them 20 minutes yeah. you know, to get your bag. Well, of course it does because you've just walked for 90 seconds. <laughs> right, you're right. <laughs> you know, They're not I that mean, fast. Right. Yeah. It, you know, the, the people are still out there right. trying to get their job done. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, there are some truisms about airplanes. The bottom belly is only big enough for one person to go in and one person ah. to get the bag from the one guy that went in. <laughs> uh-huh. So there's a definite amount of time it takes to unload a plane at yeah. every airport no matter what <laughs> and you know and and at those long those larger airports like SeaTac or, or something like that you know they're getting the big advantage because you're taking so long to get to bag claim 20 sometimes 40 minutes you mm-hmm. ride a train you you know you ride a bus whatever yeah. it is you're doing to get back to bag claim you know, at our airport, you're not doing it. Right. You know, so take your time, you know, enjoy the art, There's you know, no rush. Um, <laughs> grab a map. I mean, mm-hmm. right there, we have a little information booth right in Bag Claim that has some terrific maps. There's a really nice regional one mm-hmm. um, that shows you pretty much the entire uh, center part of the state. And, um, you know, grab a map, grab some brochures, grab, you know, people always love the real estate magazines, grab one of those, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, you know, and, and, um, and, and then just, you know, give it a minute to kind of wait for that, you um, you know, that bag to come. And, and, you know, I always like to hear, you know, I, you know, you look around that bag claim, you're going to see some hunters, you're going to see some fishermen, you're going to see some hikers, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I always like to kind of absorb the energy of those sure. folks because it, you know, I remember my first time to Montana and it just is, it's an incredible, incredible place. And, and so, you know, I mean, that's always fun to look around and see what are these people doing? Why are they coming? Yeah. You know, especially if this is your community. I mean, that just, that's a source of pride for us mm-hmm. that, you know, all these people are having these unique lifetime experiences right here. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so that, that's another thing I, I find it fun because some of those people are actually looking for some advice. You know, can I drive that road in the winter? You yeah. know, is it even open? You know, right. yep. and, you know, where can I find some fishing lures at mm-hmm. work? You know, so, I mean, be open to, to 
to talking to some of those folks because I mean a lot mm-hmm. of times they are you know I always I, you know, I look for Ohio t-shirts because I'm from there and, yeah. and you know but I'll look for a reason to start a conversation with somebody oh what are you in town for you know mm-hmm. and, and they're so excited you know if they're getting to do something like that in our community yeah. so you know take a minute to visit with them and you'll still have time your bag will be there in a minute <laughs> yeah our first guest today stopped in and they're like well we usually drive through Great Falls but today we're we're stopping we're going to be here for three days I'm like well that seems oh. like a long stop well, they're headed up towards Augusta to do once in a lifetime hunt mm, uh, for yeah. elk, mm-hmm. and um, I said, "Well, that's pretty exciting, you know." Yeah. <laughs> um. So we visited with them. They were from Tennessee, but yeah, mm. you know, one of the things that we often hear is that people in Great Falls are friendly. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Again, I'll say it every time. I don't know where you're from, where people are mean, but <laughs> yeah. come here. Yeah. <laughs> we're nice. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Talk and, to you. And we'll share some information. But yeah, yeah, people come from all over for those once in a lifetime experiences. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it could be you. It could be you. Anytime. Well, I mean, hop on sooner rather than later <laughs> to get the best deal. But uh, so if you're renting a car, you just walk another few steps from baggage claim over to those kiosks yep. or the or the arrangements yeah that's right and and like i said a lot of times you have a few minutes for your bag so Mm -hmm. i mean oftentimes you can just walk over there and get your rental car while you're waiting on your bag Mm -hmm. Uh, because you can see the the bag claim from i mean it you know you could you could throw a a book at it um you know it's not not very far so you know get your rental car you know the rental cars are right outside Mm -hmm. um you know within 50 60 feet most of those rental rental cars are right there it's uh, it's really easy um you know and so it's a very easy airport to use no bus necessary to get to your rental no 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 moving walkways we we don't even have a moving walk no and the other thing that's nice about that is when you come back to fly out Mm -hmm. you don't have to you know oh my gosh drop it off somewhere else then try to figure out yeah you drop it off there and walk in the building. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Uh, are we seeing rental car shortages like a lot of other places or high demand for those right now? You know, in fact, I was just talking about this yesterday at our board meeting. Um, you know, the, the shift in Great Falls at the airport has, has the market has shifted to inbound significantly. Mm. Um, we're seeing uh, fairly stagnant parking growth. Um, but pretty significant rental car growth. Hmm. Um, so, yes, there has been a shortage from time to time. We don't have any cars. Mm-hmm. Um, that is improving um, because more of the manufacturers are producing more of the cars. Also, mm-hmm. we acted quickly to tell the uh, rental cars, look, you know, it's, it ha- if it has 60,000 miles on it, it's fine. Right. You know, I would rather have a car with 60,000 miles than having to Uber for the next week and a half, you know. Um, So, you know, we've we've acted quickly to tell them, keep the car, keep the car another year if you have to, that's Mm -hmm. fine. You know, we need transportation. And so um, um, they've done a really good job. I mean, most days somebody has cars, not only, not always the the same company, but most days someone has some. And so Mm -hmm. um, it has been short, um, but, and and we're seeing record numbers of cars. I mean, the cars of this year are going to have another record year. So uh, even though traffic's down about 20, 30%. So, I know I encountered when I when I flew recently to go see family elsewhere and had to rent a car that that was I I hadn't realized before my trip that rental cars were you you can't get them sometimes so I didn't realize that that had been a problem but it's a lot of places are seeing that yeah, yeah. and another option in our market we just signed um, uh, we're just signing a deal with Turo T U R O so if we're out of rental cars you can always check them and that's private okay. cars that can be rented it's kind of like an Uber without the driver okay uh, you know you rent a private car uh, through their website um, oh. and then the app takes care of everything okay or like an Airbnb for cars yeah okay yeah. good to know yeah I didn't know I'm gonna I'm gonna get some stuff on there people will be surprised they'll be like oh my goodness 
<laughs> It'll be this one of those the moments I was expecting. Like, who who decides to rent these things? Mm-hmm. I'm really like, no. More importantly, who decides to put this available for mm-hmm. rent? And when I drop when I drop it off for them, I'll be like, who decides to rent something like this? <laughs> yeah, this is on you for choosing <laughs> it. Well, let yeah. me tell you, you can go up to Yogo Peak and you won't have any problems with yep. this. <laughs> so yours is for a, for a specific audience for a specific traveler. Yes, <laughs> it's going to be a very narrow group of That's people okay. that will be interested yeah. in my stuff. Well, that's excited. Yeah. And uh, Uber and Lyft are qualified people to show up in addition to our taxi, taxi services. Service. Mm-hmm. And why I share that is it's not like sometimes they can just show up. You do have to have <laughs> like permission or mm-hmm. agreements with the airport for those things oh, to happen. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. There you go. I learn okay. stuff <laughs> and then I share it. Mm, that's what we're for. Uh, so when people go to leave, either if they drive to Great Falls to fly out or they've come and then are getting ready to leave, what kind of time frame should people oh. plan for Great Falls? And then TSA process, I mean, is it still take the shoes off, take the bat, you know, same standard process there? Yeah, more or less. I mean, there are some okay. changes and it's important people know them. Um, we still recommend two hours. Okay. And the reason for that is, you know, now we have larger planes mm-hmm. and the planes, interestingly, because it's prim- you know, the, the shift has happened where business travel is down in Great Falls and that's been filled with more leisure travel and particularly more inbound. And so what we're seeing is the busy time of day has shifted from, you know, like five to 6 a.m., the busy time of day is now mid-afternoon oh. uh, because that's when all the flights come in with the people that left early somewhere else. Mm. And so interestingly, yeah. the time of day that's busy now is is that mid-afternoon period. And so the lines have gotten long um, you know, at times because f- every single airline, even Allegiant now, has a departure in kind of that one thirty to 3 o'clock block. Okay. And so in particular, in that time of day, we're seeing some fairly long r- lines. We are switching right now um, to private screening from TSA. Um, Mm. That'll happen next week. Um, So there's also going to be a learning curve as we get that done. Um, You know, Mm. so we really recommend be there two hours early. Uh, The process, other than that, is pretty easy. Uh, You know, our airport's very small. Uh, If you can check in online ahead of time, that's always an advantage. Um, Go ahead and get your online check-in the night before on your phone. Get that done. If you have to drop a bag, just go to the counter. Uh, we are rebuilding the counters right now. That will happen over the next year. So um, you can expect a little bit of construction delay in there. Uh, again, that's why we recommend two hours. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's a really easy process. Our parking lot's not very far away. We have the, you know, for a week of parking, no one's cheaper in the entire state. You can park in Value Park for $25 for a whole week, $7 a day. Uh, if you wow. park in our main lot, it's $35 a whole week, $7 a day. Yeah, a lot of places that would be a daily fee, exactly. not a weekly fee. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very affordable. You know, go ahead, park there, you know, come on in, um, you know, get through that security line. And then we have food, both pre-security and post-security. So mm. uh, post-security in there, there's a really nice bar you can set at and look out the window. Yeah, it's, it's really, pretty really from pretty. There. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Really pretty view. Mm-hmm. I flew down to Vegas, uh, participated in the bar experience. Um, at the airport. Before you left. Before we yeah. left. I was a responsible person, though. I didn't have too many because I've yeah. been on those flights down to Vegas where people, people have had too many. Party early. I was not yeah. one of them. That's I was good. with people who were them, but I wasn't one of them. You chose to be more them. responsible? I, I did. Yeah. I did. 
So what else? Uh, we're talking about the ticket counter, construction, things like that. The TSA um, change coming over. next yep. week. Yeah. Anything else moving and shaking at the airport here in the next few months? Um, no, yeah. The next few months, we're going to be finishing up. We're rebuilding the walkways out front. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be starting on the canopies. Um, we're going to rebuild the covered walkway out front. Um, some new signage. We're taking down all the old airport signage, putting up some new signage uh, on the front of the building. Um, so yeah, quite a bit's happening um, you know, in terms of development. Uh, you'll see on the back of the building we've got some construction. We're expanding our our uh, ramp where the airplanes park um, out that way. Um, so yeah, quite a, a lot's happening. We just got some new TSA screening machines for your bag, mm. um, so you don't have to take out your laptop any longer. Mm, you can leave nice. um, you can leave your liquids um, in there. Of course, still one quart bag, three point two ounce, you know, mm-hmm. a, a piece, and then one quart bag one per person um but you can leave that <laughs> but it in can there stay in the regular bag yes. okay yeah and helpful. so um yeah so those machines are great they're you know again still learning curve right they're new to yeah. the employees so um you know they're looking at these enhanced images and it takes them a little bit longer because uh, they see much more than they used to and yeah. so um but yeah um you know there's a lot of things happening and, and some improvements coming our way so Yippee. Yeah, all good stuff. So now is the time to book your flight to Great Falls. Yes. I also think that there's this misconception of, like, if I've had friends come visit or, you know, I say I'm going to come visit somewhere else, like, I think people don't think that Great Falls has an airport or has a international, like, full-functioning, very real good, airport. real airport because they think, oh, Montana, remote, rural, you got to drive hours and hours. And it's like, no, this is, like, the easiest airport experience. And it's right here. It's not some, you know, they're smaller planes, but it's not some, you know, puddle jumper or something. So I think people don't realize, like, yes, we have a very legitimate, <laughs> well-run airport in our town. Well, and that is usually the question. Like, mm-hmm. if it's not... Like, how, where should I fly into? <laughs> how far away is your airport? Yeah. Um, they'll ask the question of, where do you fly into? Yeah. And we say Great Falls. And they that. look and then, at us and they're yeah. like, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. I've had people... Right into the town. <laughs> yeah. When they're like, oh, is, is that the closest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Great Falls International <laughs> Airport that's like a mile outside of town is the closest to where I live. Yes. <laughs> the Great Falls International Airport is the closest to Great Falls, Montana. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, it Weird. sounds silly, but that's it's something I've been asked. Like, oh, is that the yep. closest? Uh-huh. It is. <laughs> yep. It's real. It's right here. <laughs> yeah. Any other weird misconceptions that people have that you th- that you think about the about the Great Falls Airport? No, I mean, you always get those questions that surprise you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, wow, where, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I had somebody a couple of weeks ago that was asking me about flying, and they hadn't flown in a long time, mm-hmm. and they were concerned about their safety, so they wanted to take a hunting knife. Oh. You know, like, well, can I take my hunting knife? I'm like, no, of course you can't <laughs> take a hunting knife. You can check it <laughs> you know? in your bag, right. correct? You could if you wanted yeah. to. I would really leave that at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't There's bring just that certain the things you shouldn't bring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, you know, generally speaking, airports are safe places. It's unlikely you'll get jumped on your connecting flight. So right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's plenty of other people around, too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that is probably my biggest pet peeve when I fly is, um, like, missing a plane in Denver or Salt Lake. Yeah. You're not connecting when you get here. Like, they're right. <laughs> 
just wait for just us. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Please just wait for yeah, us. Yeah, I um on my last one back I sprinted cuz it was like an hour and a half yeah. late out of the other one and Yeah, I and, was seconds yeah. late one time in uh Salt Lake City. They just shut the door and they're like, "Well, I'm sorry, we can't reopen the door." I'm like, "But like but you can." But you can because this is the last flight. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. connecting in Great Falls <laughs> to anything. Like right. that's your end destination. Just let me Yeah. Just let me on. And, <laughs> and they, they oddly do enough, sometimes. John no amount of complaining got them to open that door it was really weird i've been when when we've had groups they do oh bigger groups yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and really i think you know since pandemic the airlines have been better about that because they they realize now more people are traveling for leisure and Mm -hmm. so they really are trying to get everybody that they can they can get um you know there it still does happen um, the the biggest problem is uh, some rules changed a few years ago, and so the pilot at 10, 10 hours of work, oh. you know, has to stop working. And so, if they're getting under what it's going to take to get to Great Falls, uh, under that you know that that limit, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they may end up timing out the crew. And so that that is the what they're up against is you know those pilots. I mean, nowadays especially, they're using them all ten hours they can yeah. use them. And generally speaking, when they get to Great Falls, it's the end of their day. Yeah. You know, and so they need to get them here, you know, that's within good that perspective. Window. That's good to keep in mind. That's good insight mm-hmm. for prima donnas like me <laughs> who are just <laughs> stomping their foot. Like, uh huh. You're not connecting anywhere. You can just wait. And they're like, no, we really can't. We have to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which is good for everybody. Safe, safe, like not extremely tired pilots is a good thing. It, yeah. Yeah. Sober and untired <laughs> pilots. Yep. All we like big that. thumbs up. Yeah. Well, thanks, John, for being on here. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. In summary, uh, you can fly into Great Falls. Uh, we you have can, all the things. You mm-hmm. can rent a car. Yep. You can go explore and experience. And you can be in town in, you know, 60 seconds yeah. after landing. All fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Mosey a little bit once you get off the plane. Yep. Enjoy the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the fireplace. All things before you get to baggage Take claim. Take your selfie with yep. the grizzly. With the bear. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, listen to this podcast often. Um, yeah. we Come are back, just visit it. Helpful mm-hmm. tips <laughs> all the way around. And until we see your bright, smiling face here in our community, we hope you're creating amazing memories with your family and friends wherever you are. We'll see you soon. We are no damn experts, as the court claims from Great Falls, Montana covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good.